Red Chill. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Red Chill, your one-stop shop for everything movies, TV, pop culture, and everything in between. I'm your boy, Root. And I'm your boy, Shelves. And this is our review for The Flash. Ooh. Finally, it's finally out. 2023, first announced in 2013. <laughs> who, <Yeah. laughs> who, who would have thought? 48 writers later, we actually have the movie. <laughs> but I think before we get into the review, I think we kind of have to talk about a little bit uh, like what's happening with the movie. I mean, I think yeah. everybody knows by now what's happening with Ezra Miller and what he's done. Um, obviously, don't condone any of that. Don't be... a Terrible person. <laughs> um, there's too much to go through, I think, <laughs> I'm, I'm, if you don't know. I'm glad you left it at that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so right now this movie is flopping hard. I mean, uh, I think it barely made 60 mil, I think 50-something mil in the first three days. Uh, the ninth lowest opening of any DC uh, EU movie ever, you know, like in the most of those other ones were during the pandemic. <laughs> it dropped 83%. In ticket sales in like the first week, so right now the latest news is that uh, Warner Brothers would have made or uh, lost less money had they not released it, versus releasing <laughs> it now where they're about like, to lose like about two hundred million. Like even after filming everything and ready for release, had they not released it, yeah, they, they, they would have lost less money if they really right off the same way they did. So had they then had they shelved this and never released oh it, they would, they would have lost less money because it would have been <laughs> a, like a full on like a you know. But wow. yeah, that, that's crazy. Like uh, months ago, I remember people were saying like this is like one of the greatest superhero movies. Uh, people were comparing. Yeah, it James like Gunn said that, Knight. and Tom Cruise. Well, yeah, and uh, uh, what's his name, the Stephen Hawking. Uh, uh, like not Stephen Hawking, fucking what, what's the writer of it? Yeah. <laughs> Stephen King, not Hawking. Stephen King, dude. Yeah. Stephen Haw Oh, you had pretty like you just added yeah. a Haw in there. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. <laughs> but yeah, so everybody had seen this movie. Was saying it's amazing. Um, some people were saying, yeah, just let them finish the CGI, and then slowly the movie started coming out. And still, I never heard anybody say they hated the movie. It's very strange that. Oh, this movie is bombing my, so my hard. Friend said, my friend uh, said, one of my friends uh, said it was complete garbage. Fair. Those are his exact words. <laughs> yeah, but I think the general consensus. I think the general consensus is that it's okay. You know, like it's not seen as yeah, like was, an abomination. That's what I'm uh, um, confused that it's like you're saying it's the worst. Like, why? I, I, I never understand that. Like, especially when movies like. Black Adam and Shazam 2 just came out. Like yeah. Shazam 2 came out like three months ago. Like that should have, I like in my notes, I even wrote like, oh, it's not that bad. It's definitely better than Shazam 2. So that's, I guess, okay. Like yeah, that's like, what I kept thinking throughout the thing. I, I, yeah. That's what everybody's it's trying weird. to figure out now. Is it that Ezra Miller's uh, new stories have like reached enough people that everybody's like, fuck that guy? Or is it, that people are done with the DCEU after Shazam and Black Adam and people just been burned too many times that they just don't care about this universe anymore? Or is it that it's all superhero movies? So if you combine it with Thor and Ant-Man and everything else that's been coming out lately, like the quality of superhero movies has been dropping drastically lately. 
Right. Um, it, it's it's definitely um, scary for superhero studios. Yeah, like maybe we finally hit it. Like it's definitely not the movie to decide it, but it is a interesting case study to figure out like what the hell happened. Right. <laughs> but uh, but um, yeah. okay, so uh, uh, the first two I agree with. I think it's uh, uh, whatever two the first two points you mentioned. I forgot that. But uh, the third one I would say is not that much. I think superhero movie. It's not superhero fatigue per se, because Guardians three. I haven't watched it yet, but I've heard. Everyone loved that. And Across the Spider-Verse came out. Everybody loved that. So I think it's what you said is that superhero movies in general, like the way they're being made has declined. I think the quality of the movies has declined so much where I think people are just banking upon people going to watch it just because it's a sequel to this or it's that. And I think that might be the reason because everyone was excited about Guardians. Everyone is excited about Spider-Verse. And, and um, yeah, I think those are the only ones, but... But those are really good. So th- there's a clear difference between our our the way we have seen Sh- Shazam to Black Adam and like you said Thor, Ant Man. They're all like everyone was bored and like hated it for some of them. So it is probably the quality of the movies. I also think one more thing to add in there was it also could be uh, people's hate, like Henry Cavill stands who now hate James Gunn. And want to just be like, oh, you took out Henry Cavill's cameo. I've that I've read that so much because I'm a Henry Cavill fan, but I'm not like at that level where I'm just going to blindly hate the next person in charge. And I think that could be it as well, where people are just like, fuck this movie, we'll, uh, fuck James Gunn. We're going to make sure that it bombs, like stuff like that. Even though this yeah. is not James Gunn thing, but I think I, I mean I think it's uh, it's probably a lot of different factors going uh, working together. Where I think the thing with fans of the DCU, um, I think the biggest issue with this movie is like if you're really into this sort of stuff, you, nobody knows if this movie matters. Like, is right. this is supposed to be the movie that resets the DCU, but it's very wishy-washy and like no one comes out of this movie being like, oh, I know now where we're going. Everybody's more confused than they exactly. were before. So I think so like core fans are don't know what to think of this movie or like is it important to see this movie even or is it am I watching something that's immediately being thrown into the garbage and people that are not those hardcore fans for them it's like what the fuck what why do I want to watch Flash like it's (laughs) you know like the the trailers do not sell the character of Flash they sell the character of Michael Keaton so I think there's also like a big thing and Supergirl yeah and and i think you what you get out of this movie very much depends on what you think of ezra miller what you think of michael keaton as batman what you think of the dcu Mm. i think like at this point when you go into these type of movies and do the warner brothers dc movies um like you everybody has uh, a certain expectation that they come in with whether they're invested in it or not if you've seen some movies before you kind of have right an idea of what you think of these kind of movies. So I think everything kind of relies on that, depending on if, if you're going to like this movie or not. And I think that also hurts very much the word of mouth, which like this movie had it right. like really nailed it. It could have like saved itself by everybody being like, yo, you have to see this mm-hmm. movie. But everybody comes out and right. they're like, no, it's fine. I mean, if you want to watch it, then yeah, watch it. If you like Michael Keaton, watch it. Um, but no one is there like yo you if you don't watch this then you're missing out you know i don't think that's the story of this movie i 
I, I, I think there are more people saying you don't need to watch it. <laughs> Probably at this point. But right? yeah, because like people are like, yo, is this because it was supposed to be the catalyst for the introduction of the of the James Gunn DCU, where well, I thought this is oh, supposed to be Flashpoint, reset everything, and then it's just going to lead into it. But they did that without actually it being an introduction to anything new. It just sort of just gave a little twist at the end and, and that was it. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, it's also very confusing with that because James Gunn came out and he said that Blue Beetle is the first DCU character and Superman Legacy is right, the first DCU the first, movie. Yeah. Like, yeah, so what even does what mean? does that mean? Like, why? <laughs> how is there already a character, but the movie is not part of it? So, like, we're not yeah, going to... So all the like other the movie is not going, in, going not... to be canon, but that character is going to be there. Or what does he mean by that? Like, it's already confusing what he's doing. So, yeah, exactly. I I'm sure it's the right now DC uh, like Warner Brothers must be shitting their pants seeing these news worried and James Gunn must be fucking worried because he got it literally a burning fucking trash can um like as a <laughs> as a starting point you know uh meanwhile Marvel is over there worried about their main bad being <laughs> fucking prosecuted and you know maybe oh, yeah. Having his own issues, I feel like right now the, the the big bads in terms of superhero movies are I don't know they're sweating a little bit. They're um, bad. They're very bad. <laughs> let's hope that they can figure this out. Otherwise, yeah, I don't know. We gotta go back to watching Top Gun type type of movies. Well, I think <laughs> I think with James Gunn's uh, Superman movie, like like I think we're just he's just gonna tell us to forget about everything that's happened before and forget that, everything. That's you know. what I thought was gonna happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so I think th that that theory. might just be it. That's, that's how they yeah, they treat everything. the X Men. Every time you watch a new X Men movie, they're like, right. "Forget everything you know." Okay, yeah. <laughs> it's just like don't, don't think you have too to much. You have to unlearn the last thirty years. Yeah. <laughs> like, but oh, yeah, thanks. so anyways, <laughs> I thought we we should talk a little bit about what's going on with this movie since uh, right. it's been in the news quite a bit. But like, uh, let's talk about what we actually thought of it ourselves. So, Shaz, right. um, what were your overall thoughts of The Flash? So you always ask me first, right? This time I want to flip it to you and ask you. I really want to know what you thought of it. So I think, I, I, first of all, I liked it. I think it's a fun movie. Okay. I think it's okay. Right. I think if you switch your brain off and mm. don't try to criticize it in terms of visuals and you don't right. think about most of the plot too much, you can have a very good time. I mean, <laughs> it, it's the type of movie where like, <laughs> if you really sit down and you stop and you don't keep running like the flash, right. like <laughs> you, right. you stop and no really, pun intended. Like, if you really take it, like look at the movie and try to break it down, think about what happened in the plot and everything. You can poke a million holes into this movie and it has so many issues and problems, but overall it is right. cohesive. The story that they wanted to tell, they told, and it was fun to watch. It was uh, funny, uh, had cool action. Michael Keaton was amazing. Ezra Miller, I thought was totally fine. Um, I think his, I his younger good. version was a bit annoying at times, but like, it worked. But that was his character. Yeah, and like they, the, the the Flash character in the this universe is quite annoying. So like they made him even mm. more annoying, so that the main Flash is less annoying. And 
it, yeah, right. it kind of it, it, it evened itself out and like they did enough fun things with young barry uh overall i thought the two performances of his were were good like i forgot often that it's the same dude even though the cgi didn't really right. hide it well um yeah overall i think the I cgi know. is horrendous <laughs> uh really somebody needs to tell us what the fuck happened there they're, everyone's saying it's stylized oh, I, but I, I think they didn't they didn't stylize no, it I enough for me um yeah uh well anyways <laughs> i'll let sorry, you sorry, tell, I... give your thoughts <laughs> Yeah, no. Uh, but that's my overall thoughts on it. I, I liked it. Mm. I think there's a lot of wrong with it. I don't think it deserves hate. I definitely want to watch it again at home. Um, and I'll have right. a good time. I, it's like uh, the biggest compliment I can give it. There was a moment where I looked at my watch, and I was like, "Oh, I think like 40 minutes have passed," and it was been two hours. And I was like, "Oh shit!" Mm. I was like, oh, God, oh, okay. really? wow. that, yeah, that was good. That, that's rare that that happens these days. So for that. It must yeah. mean it, it it had me engaged. Mm. So what did so you So I I went th- I I went through those exact same emotions at first where I was like, and it and it almost felt like I was making like excuses for the movie in my own head where I'm like, it wasn't bad. Like I I know people are hating it, but I was like it wasn't that bad. Like it was it was just very standard and like stock characters. But some of I was like. I liked some of the Flash stuff. I liked the action sequences with uh, when Batman and all those guys are fighting. I thought they were fine. I uh, what I wanted to ask you was that I know the CGI was bad, but what did you think of just like the visual like set pieces of when he gets to that moment where he sees all the times and it's just like the way it was done. Mm. I, I thought overall, that was kind of cool. Yeah, I think overall the visuals were very cool. I think if it, someone could yeah. like make the CGI look like really good. This movie would probably earn right. two, three more points because some of the ideas they had mm-hmm. were really out there. Like even at the very beginning yeah. when he starts running from Central City to Gotham, looks fucking amazing. Right. Like a very stylized, yeah, so, but it's yeah. such a cool idea of like, oh, this is what it looks like when he moves through the, the speed force, you know? Yeah, I, I like that. And I like that, like you said, like I liked all the, whenever he's doing flash things, when whenever he's running fast and stuff like that. Like, that's what made me compare it a little to, like, Shazam 2, where I was like, I may not want to watch Shazam 2 even at home because there's nothing cool, like, just visually as a comic book thing. If I just want to watch, like, have, like, fun entertainment things happen in front of me, right? I'm not really, like you said, paying attention to the story that much. I'm just bored. I just want to put on a superhero movie and watch cool shit happen at least. So I was like, I would want to watch Flash, re-watch Flash for that. But then whenever I think about it as a movie... I was just like, there were things that really annoyed me with the story where uh, not not like not just plot holes, but like the main idea of like, like this shouldn't have been the first Flash movie for a first Flash movie. I really would have liked it for, for it to be like more condensed and like streamlined towards just Flash. Like this ended up being a Flashpoint movie in a sense. And it almost felt like like if Civil War came out like before Captain America 1 and 2, you know? Where it's just like, wait, what? Suddenly this epic thing is happening? And what's the point of it? Like, they started off with the whole mystery. I thought it was supposed to be a mystery with who killed Barry's mom. But then, it, like, it's like a who done it, right? And I thought he's going to go try and find and save his mom. And then by the end, we learn who it actually is. Like, we know who it is because from the comics and the cartoons and stuff. But, but like, I mean, within they, the movie, it was like, a who done it. But then no, at the end, I don't think we, that we don't ever... learn anything about it. I don't think that was the question. Who did it? He never asked who did it. He was very cr- sure there was. But a but he crime. should have. 
No, he was very sure it was a petty but crime that like they, it was just but for the audience parts. it was like the 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 fact that we don't know for sure i thought they would de- like uh, develop that mystery more and have it be more of that like i feel like that's what the movie should have been rather than he he starts off with that and his main plot like he doesn't want to do anything to be a superhero in the movie that's what that's what i don't like where it's like i got to go find superman to stop this oh superman's not available oh i got to go find batman well and i mean it starts as him like, oh, we have like, i think the what they were trying to show is that like he starts off as the janitor of the justice league and he ends up being an actual valuable member by the time he like grows up i think that's one thing i give the movie where like barry at the very beginning of the movie towards the, the end very different and i think you can really see his uh, right. journey from being like uh like a young naive dude to being like a lot more serious someone who was like willing it also it still falls apart when he, when we get to the very end but like i think that's what they were going for i think yeah. they, they fucked it up in general with the with that final ending because uh, it uh, negates right. everything this movie could be about when he puts the tomatoes on the top yeah like, uh, it, and i was gonna say like but like right. uh, the biggest thing i can give this movie though is i think it's the most comic book feeling movie we've gotten in a very long time i think more than like marvel movies and all is definitely any other dc movie it's like a full-on comic book like the saving of the babies right. like uh like even i they, laugh so hard at that scene <laughs> uh, crazy but also like the, when they, uh, he first shifts through the door with young barry and you like go into the molecules mm, and i like they that. keep doing these I little really like things that. which is like you would see this in a comic book you know like uh, right. I, I i i enjoyed that part of it that's like it's mm. it's that it's it's funny it's fun it's uh ridiculous shit happens and i i agree that like i would have loved to have like an actual origin story but i thought it was smart to give us the uh, a view of what it would have been like through young Barry and having older Barry like right. giving him the the mentorship and all that and I, I thought it was right. it was good enough we got the moments that we really would have wanted from that where like he gets to save the kid in uh, Metropolis during the Superman fight yeah we get to say right. him save the first person uh the first time he's running as young Barry and they're playing that we are young right. and he like burns up his clothes was also a crazy scene i i liked all that of that felt like when, a final destination scene wherever barry get, like uh, tries his powers for the first time was all great you know um I th- right. yeah so i think th- those things I, I i think were all kind of fun I, I can see what you mean like it definitely has very paper thin plot points where the whole thing of the tomatoes also it's like you can take that apart and like it makes no sense like either right. like i don't know like you know like they just had to do something and i think they probably didn't want to reveal who killed the mother in case it is reverse flash later on um but yeah but I, sh- yeah that's that's what i yeah. the, the biggest point was like right like the batman tells them uh you can't change the past and he even mentions mm-hmm. the butterfly effect and all of that stuff. And then he speaks to Iris and he's like, oh, you know, if I don't interact with anybody, then maybe it won't be the butterfly effect because it's just like I'm changing a small little thing. So he doesn't he, he doesn't want right. to find out who's the killer or, or anything like that. He just wants to see if he can save his mother by just changing one small thing. Mm. And that one small thing breaks right. everything. And the, I, I do like... In, 
as much as I hate that he goes back and he changes, like puts the tomatoes on top, I like the idea that he's like stuck in this world where basically now he's at a point where like anytime he goes back, he's never going to end up in his universe again because it's always going to be a little right, bit different. Right. There's already two berries back then. But also the whole mm. time travel thing, again, you can poke so many holes into it because they mention all these right. movies. That, like Back to the Future and Butterfly Effect and all of that other stuff. But then they also have their own self-fulfilling prophecy with Flash, younger Flash creating himself. And, you know, like, absolute point. I don't know. There, there's so much shit thrown into it. Uh, like, their best excuse was just, like, uh, you get... They explain it through Barry, and he's like, I think. Like, he's like, I yeah. think if you don't get your powers, I will not be able to go to the future. Whereas, like, okay, now we have this whole useless... This, that's my biggest problem with this movie, honestly. Where, like, if I really think about it, it's like, the plot is doesn't matter. If where, I, like, everything whenever, that happens... Whenever, like, yeah. Sorry. But, like, yeah, no, but sorry whatever, whatever happens, it's like, doesn't need to happen. Where um, him losing the powers, just because he thinks, oh my god, maybe if you don't get hit by that lightning, I lose my powers. Which probably wouldn't have happened right. because they're from different timelines. Like mm. we've seen different universes and all that <laughs> stuff, so that probably wouldn't have happened. Then we spent a shit ton of time trying to get Supergirl, thinking it's Superman, and you have this whole mm. scene where it's like, at no point does he start try running. Like that's what should have happened. He shouldn't have lost his powers because right. he wouldn't lose them. Right. And like when he fin finds out he's in the wrong universe, he should have started running again. And go to a different timeline right. or like something. I wish right. like every multiverse movies does that where they just stick in to one timeline and they spend most of the, of their time in that one timeline. And then, you know, like we don't get to see much of the other shit that you could play play around with. And then like yeah, the whole movie is them saving, trying to save a universe that's not his, and finding out that he can't. And no. then you have things and like not just Sad the universe. In. I think they're trying to save Supergirl. No, the entire universe that that Earth on that in that universe is doomed. Zod, Zod mm. will turn it into Krypton. No matter what happens, that universe is so Earth is going to die. It's not just Batman and Supergirl. They're just like symbolizing right, 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 right. that he's losing that Earth, and that's what he says in the end. It's like I have ruined your world. It is my fault. I went try, tried to go right. back and save our mother, and in return, I have doomed your world. And that's when little, like, young Barry goes crazy and he tries to go, keep going back forever and ever, trying to fix it. And he can't because it's mm. destined to fail no matter what he'll do. That world right. is supposed to die. But, like, in the end, it's, right. like, it's a cool concept, but, like, it does, just doesn't make sense when you think about a character who's, like, it's not his timeline. He got knocked out into the wrong time. Like, it, it's just, like, he has... For no reason. Yeah, it's it's the problem when you have a <laughs> character who can literally break time. Like uh, at that point, where right. it, I I do like that at the beginning they give him at least uh, uh, like a meter for his calories because they're like, okay, yeah. In the last I really movie, like he that. literally I'm... he literally reversed the end of the world by running back in time yes. and stuff. So like, how we how how do we contain that power? So it was good that they at least gave him. That's that what I would think. Yeah, I, I, I really would have liked if it was like a continuation of that moment where like after just what he did, because he referenced doing that in this movie. Yeah. So I thought it would be OK, where like I mean, in Flash, like in the in the comic Flashpoint, you know, just the way just the way the story is structured is so much more interesting where it just 
starts with like Barry waking up in a new world and not recognizing what's going on. And like he's the center of the mystery. It's kind of like reminds you of like, I don't know if you know the movie Cowboys and Aliens, yeah. where Daniel Craig like wakes up in the desert and stuff like that. And I, so I, like that makes it so much more interesting from the story. Like when I when it comes to the time travel stuff, I try not to even think about it too much. I'm just like, if a story, whatever the story's trying to present to me, I'll I'll eat it. Because whenever you if you try and poke holes in time travel stuff, you will always find like uh, problems with it. My main issues was just like with the story and the character, where I was just like, it was such a straightforward like. I didn't feel like there was no heart to it, even though there were good emotional moments that happened, but like it didn't emotionally resonate with me. Like it, like if you compare it to something like the spy, like across the Spider Verse, where any emotional moment, like it's it sits with you, you know, it's struck with me, and and you think about it. Like those are the moments you think about, rather than all the stuff that you're talking about. Where where the more we think about all that stuff, it means like the character stuff ne- didn't even resonate with any of us. And that was one of my issues, where it's like you t- you try to adapt this fucking amazing comic, but it's not just they just took the cool shit from it, and that's what I said in our Spider Verse uh, a pod, where where I'm like in that all all the cool shit was in service to the story and not the other way around. Where here it's almost like they're like, oh, yeah. we could do this, we could do this, we could do this, we could do this. Now let's just have us simple splash story within it I, like I him totally and agree. iris should have been like so such like should have been the heart of the story where they get to meet each other they like his bond with iris is so important to his character because he lost his mother so this is like you know so that whole female connection that he has with her it's like so important in this they had like two scenes together and iris no point intended their relationship moves so fucking fast where Iris just sees them. Oh, hey, Barry, I'm doing a paper about you. Why don't you invite me for a date? Oh, my God. We're like best friends now. Well, they it was yeah. They, they make the Snyder Cut canon. So that's something at least. So she references, haven't we just seen each other recently? Which yeah, because implies... they just saw them. But they saw each other just for a second in that no, shot. But still, it, it make at least, you know, we know now it's not the Justice League. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, uh, let me ask you, what did you think of Michael Keaton coming back? Uh, okay. So, obviously, I was, like, very excited um, to see him back. But I had some issues with how it, how it looked, like, when he was Batman. Firstly, I think he was smiling too much and he was giving... I I want to ask you, like, was it too much member berries for you where everything he did and said just seemed like fan service rather than actually, like, everything was put in there just for him to say those things or do those things where it's like, I'm Batman and stuff like that? No, I think uh, for, for me, he worked really well. I, I think from the introduction, amazing as Hobo, the dude, like Big Lebowski, Bruce Wayne coming out of the closet. And then having that that whole fight scene where he just keeps throwing shit at the older Barry like as younger Barry's like awaits and shit, great. And uh, I don't know. I didn't think the I didn't I I, I don't know. I, I, for me, Michael Keaton is still the, the best Batman in terms of live action. So for me, every time he he said something from back in the day, I was down with it. And I think they did for me personally. They did enough in terms of new shit like they made him fight like he never could fight before but how you you imagine he would should have fought back then you know like he got to use all the gadgets 
I love one of my favorite touches is when you they show his crotch and he goes and a little measuring tape comes out and mm-hmm. he's like, How much do you weigh? Right. And I'm like, like oh. I live with uh was it Michelle Pfeiffer or like there's Kim Basinger? There there's a moment where he's like, How much do you weigh? Yeah. And they go up with the grapple hook right. and he's like, That that's not how much you weigh, is it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but it was so perfect. Like that's the Batman that it is, you know? Like he's a solo guy. He is everything is calculated. And he's calculated these right. bombs for himself. So he has to be like, hey, mm. I've never done this for three people so, or four people. I'm like, how, how heavy <laughs> are you? I don't know. All those little things are great. The, the fact that he's sacrificing himself at the end. Um, him even saying that, like, I, you know, Barry is like, I, I've, I've failed to bring you back. And he's like, you already did. And he's like, As you already he did, okay. You know, like all of it, it worked all so well for me. I think it was, it really felt like that Batman, even though it's, I don't think it's supposed to be exactly that Batman. It is a version mm-hmm. of the Michael Keaton Batman from that, but it's not the same universe, okay. I don't think, because uh, right. it, it looks so specific, right? Like in the world, didn't really look like a Tim Burton universe to me. I don't know. It, it, it looked like the animated series. Even the text mm-hmm. on like the police buildings and stuff was exactly like it was in the animated series. Oh, I think overall, uh, what they did with the set design and the in in the back they had like right. Ditko this and like all sorts of references. It's like that's the type of DCU I, I wanted, where it's like don't show it in my face, just make it feel lived in, you know, like right. everything in the right. background. Like I I don't notice it, you know, like just put it there. No one needs to mention it, you know, like when right. he opens the right. the the fridge and there's the Bitgulp uh, cup in there and like. All these little references, I, I think they worked pretty well, right. and um, I think they also didn't overdo it. And like most of it, kind of like I like that it it kind of made sense in in the most part. Like when people show up, like when he's looking for, like you see the Justice League, whatever is left of it at the beginning, so that when he gets into the new universe, you can have that scene where he goes and looks through for Wonder Woman. And it's just like a magic act. And mm. he calls uh, Arthur Curry's right. father and all that shit. Like, nice payoff. Same with the tooth where, like, uh, uh, old older Barry's tooth goes into younger Barry's and they stick it back with super glue. Right. And you totally forget about it. And it's the final shot of the movie. But it's like, at least they did that. But I do also agree with what you were saying, that um, the references, again, it really felt like, oh, you know, like, this movie should it have felt this, like this, Rogue this. One. Uh, I think even worse because it was like, for example, at the very end where all the universes are colliding and you get all the cameos that you wanted, it was so shoehorned in where it was like amazing to see. Right. I love that the giant spider is there and Nicolas right. Cage is there. I, yes. I love Superman Lives, the, the documentary, and right. I love Kevin Smith, so yeah. I've heard about it for years. So seeing that, it blew right. my fucking mind. I did not know. and. Right. That one, well, I really, knew. I knew. Uh, I didn't know, and it broke. It fucking broke my brain. I was like, no way. Fuck. Why is it CGI? But like, still. But in the, in the end, it was so like, okay, you know, let's just shove everything in here in a flash movie. Let's show all the Superman for some yeah. reason, you know, like, or like that's and I think Henry the, Cavill. Yeah, and well, the CGI Henry Cavill oh. before it's so shirtless. Yeah. You must have enjoyed that. You know? I I really enjoyed it. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I don't know. The um, uh, they they keep making these mistakes where like just give us these cameos, but like work them into the story and do something cool with it. Where it's like, so oh, look was, at it. Yeah, 
it looked like that that final that was, scene is like somebody just made that on their computer at home and they're like look how cool yeah, it would it be if like, you got um, to see these guys it looked like the bubbles looked like uh, injustice sub uh, like uh, when you're playing on injustice and you get to do like like you choose different worlds to just have different kinds of fights yeah it's like what the hell like <laughs> it's so like it's so like standard and basic but uh, yeah and that, the cgi that was one, that was really my biggest problem yeah. and the cgi really hurt at that point because it was yeah, like ah oh, man it looked man, like madam tussauds the worst it looked like madam it, it, it looked like uh <laughs> also but it's like it looked like 2002 ps2 cutscenes. like yeah <laughs> i don't know like the, the Wait, director that... said it was supposed to be from barry's vision and that's why it's a little bit right. like this they're not supposed to be rep like the actual people that like representations in the time bubble but i feel like that all break, breaks apart first of all and then the vfx they, artists vfx they, artists came out and said like it's if it looks like it was done in a week it's because it was uh, fair enough that i, I figured yeah. <laughs> like my brother was kept on saying that it's weather weather effects did these special effects the same guys who did avatar the way of water so oh it's not like they can't do it <laughs> that's why everyone's like it has to be on purpose or there was no money but the movie is super fucking expensive, so I it has I don't know. I think it's a bit of both. I, my theory is that uh, they didn't have enough money to do exactly what they wanted to do, but they had the decision to make: is it like, do we change the story and not do what we can't afford, or do we go all the fucking balls deep in and just go for what we can do visually, and it'll just like make it all cohesive in terms of everything's going to be terrible but we can do whatever the fuck we want with it you know like we're not restricted visually right. what we can do with this movie um i think that's right. probably hopefully the best answer that they can give us if that's the truth but yeah with 48 <laughs> writers 10 years in the making right several exactly. directors everybody leaving this project and then it being shot yeah. during covid i mean you know god knows what the fuck happened but so I was speaking of CGI. So let's talk about the baby scene. <laughs> Wait, no, I didn't get to talk about what I felt about ba uh, Michael Keaton. <laughs> oh, I thought you had mentioned earlier. <laughs> no, so. no, dude. <laughs> we went from Michael Keaton to like the worst CGI. <laughs> but no, so for me, like the biggest problem was like all like most of Michael Keaton stuff was there just for fan service, and then the bigger problem with like. First of all, I thought like the character should have been way more like like dark and moody and like a lot more like jaded, because it's a way older Batman. He doesn't have Alfred anymore, and he but, gets like two three scenes, and four of those scenes he's smiling. Uh, can I give a uh, yeah, rebuttal yeah, yeah. for that one? Uh, he yeah. says at the beginning the reason that he's retired is because Gotham has no crime anymore. No, but that's the thing. Like as a character, I'm not. I'm not like not a, like if he was retired and he has no purpose like he should be like way more dark like and like, some, dark, like he just felt like he, he looks like he has no he purpose is. he has no i don't think keaton was that D dark in the sense like 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 a, a lot a lot more brooding like but at like this age but where like, he has no one no purpose but i keaton, wish like his character would have shown that keaton was never the brooding dark type and stuff he, i think he, yeah, he really was. felt he like was brooding I didn't think so. it was not the type yeah, like when he's like sitting later. in his library with the glasses on and stuff like that. Yeah, he's he's thinking. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just never thought of him me. as like <laughs> it's so dark, you know. Like he has moments of where he's uh, 
introspective and like he's reflecting on what's going on. But overall, I, I thought out of all the Batmans we got besides the Schumacher ones, I think he's like probably the most bubbly out of the ones we have that we actually like. I, I like even more than uh, Batfleck, even where like he has like comedic moments. Batfleck was great. He was amazing in this. Yeah, you we should talk about that too. But 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 yeah, but uh, but yeah. I, oh, last so, thing I wanted to say with the with the yeah. dark thing, like I, I don't I why I don't think he should be dark is because it's that Batman. What what would happen if he finally completes his job and there's no purpose for him? It wouldn't be that he gets angry at the world. It's just like he has no purpose, so he becomes the fucking loner. A dude who just yeah. like doesn't care about anything anymore. Exactly, and it didn't look like that. He just it, his his physical appearance showed that, but then like he should have been a lot more averse to actually wanting to help Barry. And the, and first then, he like, Barry. the first thing he no, says is like the first thing he says. No, like what I mean you. is like I know, but like it, it, he goes from that to straight up helping him like really quickly, and like I think like even when he's helping him. There should have been like throughout. He should have been a lot more like indifferent or like God. I gotta do this shit. Like like in Flash. I don't want to keep bringing it back to the Flashpoint comics. And even though that's a different Batman, but it's like even when like that Batman is like helping Barry get his powers in the middle of the thing, he's like drinking out of a flask because he he's just like yeah okay I'll help you you know because that's like the good in him that's still left. But on the outside, he should have I don't know like it just felt like they just played it like oh he's he should be. Averse, and now he shouldn't be, and now he's back to being Michael Keaton Batman. How I saw it, I, how I saw it was he had no purpose anymore because Gotham didn't need him, and he's like, I I'm done. Mm. And then he sees through uh, Flash that like, oh, maybe there's still a mm. purpose for me. And that's what that big line at the end is, where it's like, you already did, kid. It's him, like he was mm. lost and gone, mm. and Flash brought him back and gave him purpose again and gave him his last hurrah. And he got to go out like a samurai mm. and out in battle, which I probably this Batman probably wanted. He didn't want to die an old man with mm. no purpose. He wanted to go out in glory, save the world. Okay. You know. All right. That's fair. That's fair. But also, one thing I wish they would have done is that now as an older Batman who hasn't fought in a while, I wish they would have played that up a little more where it's like he gets, he trips over himself a little more. Like, like you know how they do in The Last of Us where... It's like that dude is like 50 years old and his knees are always hurting. He can't hear out of one ear. So it makes him less of what he used to be. And he's also sort of trying to come to grips with like, oh, I'm not my younger self. But he's just like flipping around and swinging around. And well, like that felt like so like I could like my thing, my thing from disbelief was like way too far on, on the other end where I'm like. Well, I'm I, like, got... I can see wrinkles on his face, but he's like swinging around. And what I got from that more was that like he really did not fucking care if he lived or died, and he gave it his fucking all. Because there's a moment where Kara comes in, Supergirl, and for the first time she comes in like in Russia when they save her, and there's a slow motion shot where Bruce or Batman is about to punch the bad guy. And there's a bullet like this right. far away from hitting him right in the face. Right. So right. he would have died right there had Kara not come and stopped that bullet and taken that guy out. And I think that's to show that like right. this is him giving us his fucking all. Yeah, they could have shown a bit more of him being uh, like, broken, but at the same time, like I if, think, if that's yeah. But see, we've if that's we've what he's trying that, to do is good, but like physically, he shouldn't have been able but, to do. But see, my, my argument. My argument for that would be that, like, we've seen it in The Dark Knight where he was that after he did basically right. nothing and suddenly he's a broken being after he fought two people, mm. right? 
now Keaton's Batman. I don't like the biggest thing about it is we've never seen him fight like this before. If we had seen him in his prime like right. this, but in '89 with that stiff suit, we're also I think one of the my favorite gags that took me a million minutes to realize is when Flash right, is wearing that. the Batman cowl and he turns around and the cowl doesn't yeah. turn. Amazing, but like yeah. so like we've haven't seen this version, so I think they were more like okay, let's use this the this moment to make him fight the way that we always wanted him to fight like it's it, i don't think it would have right. added to see it's not his story and i think in terms of being the the part of the story that but he they is, should have done a little more with that he's, he's an important important character to the story because I mean, if he's not then he shouldn't have been there he's, he's, important he's, he's, he's the part. third most important part I mean, the, you see that's where, where the plot gets muddled because it's like it's, he's the important part yeah, that's in trying to save this world he's the one who brings gives Flash his powers back and stuff like that but I don't know yeah uh, I mean I don't know you would have had to add a lot more to this movie I feel like to make him like give him that whole arc on top of it I think they did enough yeah. where it was like it's we find a Batman who's retired and he finds some purpose in it. Mm. And we get to see our favorite Batman back back at it again. I think it was good enough for that. But mm. I can see, again, yeah, it, it could have been an interesting story point. Like if they had done the Flashpoint. Andy Muschietti did say there is a four-hour director's cut. So. <laughs> you released the Flash cut. <laughs> yeah, that's not, the, the Machete cut. The Machete. The Machete cut. <laughs> the Machete cut. But yeah, I think horror directors I, always I, directing fucking bad DC movies. <laughs> that's a theme. But yeah, I, I think if they wanted to do a dark brooding Batman, then they shouldn't have done Keaton because I feel like it wouldn't have linked with what we know of him personally. I think it would have been interesting for for how we saw him and now he we see him like forty years later where he's like yeah, but like then yeah. we have the Star Wars debacle again. No one wanted to see Luke Skywalker being old fucking grumpy yeah. ass Luke who just throws away the lightsaber. Everybody I would have fucking hated that because well, we, we well that like was because they turned it into a comedic farce. But no, had they done it like seriously it, as it was as because like it's a, Luke Skywalker. No, but it was because it's right. Luke Skywalker, and this is not Luke Skywalker who we got. You got the actor back 50 years later, and then what? He has gets to be nothing like he ever was before. Then why did you even bring the guy? You know what I mean? Well, it, part, it, then... it would have been interesting to ha have him be a, be like a different from what he used to be because of events that's that's taken place. I think it'd I, be, I, I think that was it's, everyone's It's rationale. different if it hasn't been 30 years since we've seen this actor portray this character. You know. It's like we're here right. to see him do that character. We're not here to see him do something else because he's never going to do this shit again. Most well, probably. that's well that no, but that's the problem. But that's the problem I had is that that's what I mean by was it member bears that most people's expectations was like oh we just want to see Keaton as Batman and not this interesting character of a movie. That was my problem with it. Where I was like I'm glad to see Keaton as Batman, but for me it would have been more uh, fun to actually have him do something and be a character within the movie rather than every time I saw him, I was just like, oh, it's Keaton playing Batman. Remember Batman? Remember Keaton? That's what was going through my head every time I saw him. And I was just like, it would have been interesting to just have him be this new Batman in this new universe. And oh, by the way, it's also as a fan, like that should have been a bonus where it's like, oh shit, we get to see Keaton back, back as Batman. But not like every time I see him, where I'm just thinking, oh, like, wow, it's so cool to have Keaton Bat Bat as Batman. That was my thing. Where, yeah, yeah. Like I said, I I think then it should have been a, a different Batman. I, again, it goes back to my earlier point where like 
what you take out of this movie come it depends a lot on your expectations like you're going in thinking you're going to get flashpoint while the director is like nah, i didn't even read that shit you know so uh, that, that the yeah, same way where did people so are like, much of it yeah and then people want like the whole the whole idea people. of the batman giving various powers is right out of flashpoint it's also the i mean anybody can come up with that too but yeah no but, point, but it's it is like not what i mean is like it's, though, it's, it's right out of flashpoint but it is not flashpoint like very clearly it's the same I know, way that's how the civil war is not civil war at all right you know right, like it has moments right. from civil war but it's a completely different story where i think this is a completely right. different story this has nothing to do with flashpoint in terms of like but what it actually had a happens. lot of a lot of elements from flashpoint yeah that's moments it's the same way how like zack snyder no, a lot did of, a lot like of dark elements. knight returns like moments in his movies didn't make it the Dark Knight right. Returns, right? But we had the shots and the movie, even lines from the comic right. books. But it was so that's not... what I mean. Like, so if if the director is saying he hasn't read Flashpoint, that just seems like a lie because he's oh, so because he didn't Flashpoint. write it. it the, so the he must woman... have skimmed. He must have skimmed through the page. The woman who wrote uh, Birds of Prey wrote this movie. Right. The director didn't write this. No, I know. I'm I'm just saying, hmm. like, but he did direct those scenes, which you can see in the comics and in the uh, animated movie. I don't know. Yeah, as far as I know, he said yeah. like, "Yeah, this is not Flashpoint. <laughs> this is nothing to do with it." <laughs> All right, but uh, well, yeah. So, should we get to Bat Batfleck? Yeah, I thought he was great. I think his best performance. Mm. Didn't love the suit. I love this blue and gray. Um, but I love the yeah. The the loss of truth was amazing. Way better than the Justice League one. Favorite line is, uh, oh. Oh my god, I don't know why I'm fighting criminals. I should end poverty and give all my money away or whatever the fuck he says. It's like so good. All of that really good, really good. I had I had an issue with that though. What I like I had a question, not an issue. I liked the jokes, but my question was like, isn't the lasso of truth like supposed to make you tell the truth if you ask a question and not just have you blurt out random insecurities? Uh in that's the what DCEU it's been if it touches you, it's like truth zero. Oh, okay so you just start but but why is he talking only about those things like that that was my problem where he's just blur blurting out it's random because security. she says uh like you're welcome or something and then he starts off with being like i could never thank you my ego is way too big and then from there it's just a train of right talk, i guess like mm, okay, he goes yeah. from there like my ego is too big and then from there he goes to like you know actually mm. i should do this instead of that you know like it's that Right. And then you have you like Barry's also on the side, being like letting her know he's still a virgin. You know what? Did I know sex. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've heard of sex. But yeah, uh, yeah. I, I like that part as a comedy scene, but I hated the fact that they have Batman like just standing around smiling in daytime. It like takes away so much of the fucking sheen off of Batman. I hated that part. Yeah, but this movie is all about like it's a different like type of story right like it's not fucking let's punch somebody to yes, death I know. <laughs> do you believe no but no Just there's there's a happy medium like like every like everything he's doing before that is is amazing and even the conversation that he has with barry when he's bruce wayne it's him as batman just standing around smiling on a on a sunny highway it it makes it look very silly. It makes it look like some yeah, I mean, random dude in a in a in a it, it's not what Batman is supposed to feel like. That's what I had. Like Batman shouldn't be smiling that much while he's wearing his mask. The only people well, he smiles with is like people like Alfred or like people he's like when he's talking to Clark Kent as I, I feel like Adam West would like to have a word with you. 
Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, and, and like generally, I think Batman in live action uh, in broad daylight is hard to pull off in general. But again, I don't yeah. know. I I didn't mind it. I I don't mind honestly Batman being a little bit more of just a real person. I don't actually mind it because obviously we've, we've seen the him being all brooding and dark, and we have the Pattinson. Batman. Because that's like, what he is. We have all that shit. Like, no, but it's not the only version of it. We've had different versions of the guy. Like, even the Kevin Conroy comic book version, uh, ca- cartoon version, never been as brooding as the he's Dark never Knight smiling. version. Well, he's, but he's smiles, never like smiling. He as has Batman. smiled when he sees Catwoman and when he fucks around with, uh, well, yeah, with Poison Ivy and shit. Of course, he smiled. Right, but like overall, that, that that's that, like fl- flirty smiles, not I like in daytime. Or, that's where I mean? like Keaton, because he's still closer to Kevin Conroy than anybody else. Where like he is serious, but he is also a normal person. Like you know, like they, they... I, I, I would say Ben Affleck in this movie is is the closest to like Kevin Conroy. In this movie, the way he is Bruce Wayne, the way he's talking to Flash, and then all the stuff he's doing as Batman, it's like very Arkham Asylum video game type, where everything he's seeing is like detective shit, and he's using his. Like that stuff, I love. What like it made him look like very piece. much. Wasn't he just no, like, riding like his the, bike? Like his, no, like his verbiage when he's like, like the all the shit that he, I forgot the actual dialogue, but like all the shit that he's actually saying, is very much like I gotta go do this, and then I I put the thing here and I did this. Like, it's all like that detective talk that he does in like uh, in like animated series and the the video games. Yeah. I don't know. I I didn't get enough of Batfleck to to say that it was more, but. Otherwise, I think Keaton would be the closest where it's like, again, a, a rounded person where like a, as Bruce Wayne, he's a normal person, you know, as Batman, he is dark mm-hmm. and serious, but he's also still a normal person where right. like he's not he's not that type where it's like, I'm a symbol, you know, I'm a symbol of fear. I'm a symbol of, which is like it's a cool concept, but I, I don't mind seeing another version of it, too, where it's like. Oh, you know, like give him a little fun too. You know, it doesn't all have to be mopey and stuff. No, no, I don't want to give Batman. Batman is not supposed to be like that. <laughs> That's like the I last said, thing I want to be. I mean, the 1960s <laughs> Batman would like to have a word with you. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to go like would like to have a word with Maybe. you. <laughs> I mean, he has a sidekick okay. who wears little speedos. Over his pants. That was. Uh, <laughs> I don't even want to get into that. <laughs> I'm just saying, like we, that's what we're talking about. That's Batman. Batman is not just the Dark Knight. Okay, it's not just. It, well, it's primarily that, that. It's primarily that. It's, it's the core. it's the version that a lot of people like. It is not the only version. No, it's that that I'm saying that's primarily the version of Batman. He's supposed to represent all those things thematically. I mean, that all came later when the Dark Knight Returns no, that, came out. Dude, Oh no, it's been there from before, I think. For sure. It, it's really in the like, earlier comics, he's definitely like that. Before I'm not talking like sixty. Before comics, like Tim 70s, Burton uh, did that Batman movie. For kids growing up, it yeah. was nineteen sixties Batman. That was Batman to them. The the dark version, the 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 gothic version. No, the, the Tim Burton helped. No, the killing that. joke, year one, year one killing joke, all those things were like dark and brutal. Yeah, but that's all that's way where later. That's where got his like, inspiration the, from. He, no, Batman no, no, had like, already been around for before. 60 years, you know? No, I'm saying, like, like, like that's what ushered in the era of, like, the proper dark brooding Batman that, that but like, the, My point stands that, like, it is, one, yeah. it is one version of the many Batmans we've gotten, and it's right. the original version. Right. 
So I think right. there's yeah, totally space true. for other interpretations. And I honestly, mm. at the moment where we have so many fucking Batman everywhere, I think it, it's right. worth it to right. give us something else also. Like, not everybody yeah, okay. yeah, wants true. the same thing, you know? Mm, that's true. That's true. I can see that. Mm. But yeah, so I was asking, what did you think of the babies? <laughs> Goddamn fucking. So babies. when that when that scene happened, like not the actual comedy scene, but when those babies just go flying out the window, yeah. I actually burst out laughing. Yes. I couldn't control my laughter. Where people were like kind of concerned, like next to me. And like I was like, but I couldn't help myself from laughing so goddamn hard. I was like, yeah. oh my god, this is where we're going. Like, <laughs> like, cause they first show it as like a like a serious scene where the nurse is like really, really scared. And then the babies just go flying out the window with the glass smashing. I was All laughing them, so fucking much. <laughs> All of them, just like and then I remembered like what you were telling me about the Mandalorian, where they throw and it's like a giant puppet or like a tiny little doll that they throw. Yeah. Like that's what it <laughs> I was just like. It was the funniest scene, like unintentionally funniest scene. Same, but I think honestly, I thought also unintentionally, but then the second when he goes for the first baby and he karate chops the baby out of the way to go grab the food, I was like, they know what they're doing. Okay, I get this. Now I understand what's happening here, right? And like, they they look creepy as fuck, but like, then he continues to put babies in microwaves and God knows what's that's like. I know. I was like, they, they know, they know. This is supposed to be funny. And I think right, overall, right. That, that that's one compliment I stick by this movie. It is overall very funny. It had me laughing good a couple of times. Yeah. I, I wish I wish it would have maintained that level of comedy where it's just like over the top. Like, first I was like, okay, they're going for the Shazam type of comedy, but then they take it so over the top with that baby scene. And then, then it just sort of comes way back down in the middle, which I liked. And uh, mm-hmm. wait, I think my camera's closing. Yeah. I think uh, the I'll, with I'll the young Barry, the, they did a lot of mm. like cool comedy bits. I thought. Yeah, I I really like that because like you said, like we don't want to see the the actual um, origin story, but with young Barry, you get to see the stuff that you would want to see with, uh, like you know him, what he's like when he first gets his powers, the mistakes he made. Well, okay, and um, what did you think of? We talked about the first scene. What about the final scene though? There's uh, okay. I don't know if so, you heard about it, but there's a huge tidbit where uh, a lot of people saw this movie a month or two ago at a distributor conference, and there's a lot of fan screenings. And apparently, the it had a different ending where the movie ends. Barry's back in his what he thinks is his universe, and he gets a call from Bruce, and the car pulls up, and the feet step out. Oh, that! And it cuts to Barry just saying, "Who the fuck is this?" And oh. yeah, so since then wow. they have decided to add something else where we've seen behind the scenes footage mm-hmm. uh, and shots that showed that Keaton was in that suit. And originally Keaton was supposed to step out of oh. that car, but we get fucking George motherfucking Clooney. <laughs> that also, I, I, that's the only surprise I had because I knew after, about everything else. So I was after, just like, oh, George Clooney. After not knowing about Nicolas Cage and having that moment, I didn't think there would be another one on that level. And like mm-hmm. Clooney, I was not right. ready for. <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> but also, again, it goes, it goes back to being like, what the fuck does that mean for the DCU? Like, is he going to be in the Brave and the Bold? Nothing. Like, yeah, right. Like, what, what does the fuck does that mean? 
and and I think Andy Machete is uh, uh, confirmed for director for Bra- for Brave and the Bold. Is it? Yeah. I don't. I feel like he's gonna lose that job so quick right now. <laughs> I know. Everybody's like, everybody's like, is James Gunn gonna fire him now? <laughs> that damn. Yeah, that's but, crazy. Yeah. And then the worst post credit scene of all time. The fuck oh, is that? I, I kind of forgot. It was Aquaman falling into. Oh, the, the Aquaman one. Oh my God. Hey, Harry. It's like what the fuck? Like, like really? <laughs> That's the like, best why? thing you could think no, of. Just like why? And it confuses it even more. So okay, it's like so that means Aquaman in his universe, George Clooney is now Batman. <laughs> the one, the one that's coming it's out a, in December. It's, it's a giant. It's a giant mess. So no, I don't think any of that's going to be referenced in Aquaman too. Also, yeah. did they did they change uh, Barry's dad? Yeah, like, I don't remember him being Ron Livingston, right? No, it, it wasn't. <laughs> Apparently, the other guy was uh, had scheduling pro, uh, conflicts. He was on a, some show. Oh, okay. So they just got like the dude from Office Space. Yeah. Like, he, like, he did great. I thought, no. like, I thought he was uh, yeah, actually Yeah, I better. liked him. I yeah. love that guy. I love Ron Livingston. <laughs> I really thought this movie should have had uh, a cameo from Grant Gustin, the, the TV Flash. Because mm, uh, yeah, apparently yeah, they agree. shot it and they cut it out. Like he, they also, by the way, Henry Cavill also shot scenes for this movie that they cut out. I know, I read about that. He's supposed yeah. to be with Wonder Woman doing something, and James Gunn cut it out. I love James Gunn, and I've been defending him. But come on, man. He really hates <laughs> Henry Cavill. I don't know, like not as know, much as they hate Cyborg. Apparently, Cyborg is completely out. Like the the only reference is a right. picture of him. You see him from the back. They really don't give a fuck. He's not even back there when he's like re- reversing time and you see everything. There's no cyborg in there. Yeah. I think they're yeah. the guy from um, Doom Patrol. But like, uh, yeah, I think let's slowly bring this review to an end. Yeah. I think. Uh, Supergirl, we, we never talked about. What did you think of her quickly? I thought the actress was really good. I thought overall. Uh, yeah, I like prob- her. Honestly, it's the most interested I've been in a super person in a movie in a long time. Where like, oh, you know what? There's actually something interesting because she's like, yeah, fuck humans mm-hmm. and all this shit. Right. Like she gets so pissed off and sad and overall. She was great. She was mm-hmm. very brooding. She looked like Henry Cavill's yeah. cousin. It was good. Right. Yeah. yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, too bad they just canceled her movie. <laughs> I know. What, the... <laughs> what a mess, man. What a I know. Movie. I was like, okay, there's not none this, of this, this matters. Is, yeah, this is a movie. We'll we'll talk about this movie a lot more in the future. I'm sure when more and more things come out. Yeah. You know. I think they're just gonna like not not talk about this. Like reference it maybe a little bit in Aquaman too, and then that's it. Yeah, I hope one day we get like a team of people who like all they do is try and find out what the fuck happened to movies. Like talk to the studios. Like what happened? Well, to there Batgirl? are people like that. Yeah. Yeah, but like there's still or things like, like that documentary, uh, the death of Superman lives. Yeah, exactly. Like I hope there's there's gonna be more like that because we need one of that for Batgirl at this right. point, and we don't need mm-hmm. one of that for, for for Flash as well. Like what the fuck happened? Right. I hope Andy Machete releases four hour cut. I wouldn't mind watching that because I'm sure they would have like better character stuff that I'm talking about. The CGI like is probably Batman even worse. Maybe Supergirl and stuff. <laughs> yeah, she's the CGI is gonna be worse. <laughs> but yeah, I'll take it. Like I said, overall, again, I had fun with the movie. I can poke holes into it. I was playing devil's advocate here, trying to defend it. But yes. uh, <laughs> I could spend hours uh, also talking about what didn't work. But I think overall, if if you turn right. your brain off and you just want to see a comic book come to life. I think you could do worse than this. A comic book movie come to life. Don't please don't reference the comic book that's behind me, because that's well, it's not called Flashpoint. So, 
blah. <laughs> blah. That's what. That's actually what I wrote in my notes. That the story was just kind of blah. <laughs> well, it's a blah, but you know. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Shots oh, fired. one one quick thing. I really yeah. My while my camera's frozen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, one one thing that I really wanted to that I wish we could have had was uh like how it is in Flashpoint where it's um spoilers for Flashpoint but it's actually Thomas Wayne as Batman and um I I really wish that they could have had Jeffrey Dean Morgan because that I that's what I thought the his casting was the meaning of his casting in BVS was that at one point he might show up as as Thomas Wayne Batman. Well, I just meant Zack Snyder likes I, the like, guy. That's the one thing I wish they could have. Done. Well, I know, but still, like, like uh, I, I just wish they could have done something like that. Yeah. Oh well. But anyways. Maybe one day we get a flash that, point. That was, that was the one small thing. I hope so. But all right. I think that's overall our thoughts right. on Sorry. the flash. Yeah. Anything you got left to say? It was for me. It was, um, yeah, like uh, what you said. Like it, it is, it is a pretty standard movie in terms of story and stuff. But like. Turn your brain off. Uh, you can rewatch it when you're bored. It's a it's a solid comic book thing at that at least. Where like Shazam, I really don't want to watch. Black Adam, I really don't want to watch. But this, like, I, I wouldn't mind watching it from time to time. Just just yeah. to see some some cool comic book shit happen, you know? Yeah, like I watched. And and, the... and, and, and and a lot of the comedy does work, even though tonally I thought the movie was slightly inconsistent. But a lot of the comedy, it didn't feel too forced. Uh, it goes well with the character, and they have a moment where. The character calls out the other character for trying to be too comedic all the time. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of scenes in this movie that I would rewatch. Like if I'm flipping through the TV or if right. I see yeah. it somewhere. I, I would like, I would rewatch the Zod fight prop uh, a lot. Yeah, the the final collapse of the multiverse, the Russia fight, mm. uh, even the baby scene, mm. just to see how ridiculous that was. Right. And a lot of memorable scenes in this. Uh, yeah. The. The Russia first fight when Batman fights the soldiers, it looked the choreography looked very similar to the Batman warehouse fight from BVS. So maybe it was a reference. Like there are some things that look almost identical. Yeah, I mean there was like and I, and they, I saw they, I saw that as a reference, not as like a copy. They did a lot of those things with like references to how right. Batman throws the batarang at Flash, and in this one yeah. he throws a frying mm, pan the, the yeah. same way. A frying pan, yeah. yeah. Right. And uh, Batflag has the 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 bike that's similar to the bike of the Dark Knight, mm. and he did a lot of these right, little things. Right. I, that's why again, overall, mm. I thought the as bad as the CGI was, I thought the design was pretty good. Right. Yeah. But I, yeah, the visual set pieces were cool and fun. But yeah, that's overall our thoughts on the Flash then. And let's see. I think next we might do Indiana Jones and Mission Impossible. Mm. We'll see if anything else gets squeezed And we might there. squeeze in a, a news part in the middle. Exactly. About uh, talking about DCU casting and stuff. Well, like and subscribe for more and stay tuned. If we do something else, you will find out and you'll be the first to know. Make sure you hit the bell. Find us on all social media at The Red Chill and leave in the comments your thoughts on The Flash. Let us know who's your best um, favorite Batman and overall, what did you think mm. of Keaton? Should he have been more brooding or not? Whose side are you on? <laughs> Until next Should time. Should it have been less member berries? <laughs> oh, yes. Or that. Oh, and also Flash. Flash with his no, uh, no calories was like uh, Paul Blart. Paul Blart. Remember that movie? Where he's hypoglycemic and, and, and he has to eat snacks just to get regain energy. 
<laughs> they made me think of that when whenever Flash ran out of snacks. <laughs> Paul Blart Mall Flash. Pa- Paul Blart Ma- Mall Flash. That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> but okay. All right. But, so we'll see you next. See time. you guys on the next one. And take it easy. Peace, everybody. Peace. The Red Show.